Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dave McMahon Unleashed. And I'm Dave McMahon. Glad you could be here with us today on this awesome, sunshiny day. What a great day it is. Makes me want to go and have a big Shannon Shebang Caesar. That's a meal in itself. If you haven't had one, you guys are going to definitely want to have one after listening to today's broadcast. With me is William Brunyansky, co-owner of Karma Chameleon Gastro Pub in Thorold. He co-owns it along with uh, uh, his beautiful lady, Shannon Lindsay. Welcome to the program, Bill. Come nice and close to your microphone. Thank you very much, Dave. Now, I know I first I introduced you as William, and then I said, welcome to the program, Bill. Now, what did your mom call you, Bill or William? Mom called me Bill. Your mom called you Bill? A little Bill, because dad was Bill. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so Shannon, what does Shannon call you? You don't want to talk about she that. Me William, most of the time. <laughs> you want me to call you William. <laughs> so uh, the Karma Chameleon Gastro Pub in Thorold is famous. If people haven't heard of it, get out a little bit. Get out and enjoy yourself a little bit. The place is incredible. Incredible food prepared with fresh ingredients, and it'll be a memorable occasion just for how creative everything is on the menu. And we're going to go through the specific items on the menu today. So I think you're going to be really hungry uh, soon. <laughs> if not now, but definitely after today's broadcast, you're going to want to go there for lunch today. You guys are open today, aren't you? We are. That's <laughs> uh, William, you're a chef. Yes, I am. You are a chef. You went to train as a chef. Talk to us about where you went to school to study to become a great chef that you are. Well, I started at school in Niagara College. I took a hotel restaurant program there. Uh, fell in love with the cooking aspect and... Uh, from there, I went on to Stratford Chef School and completed my training. Holy shit. So you, you went on to take even more chef training. Yes. As well as completing your apprenticeship, 6,000 hours, yada, yada. Um, worked at numerous restaurants in Niagara Lake uh, to complete those hours. Yeah. Uh, now, you were interested in food as a kid? I was, very much so. Uh, we would have dinner prepared. Mom and Dad would work. It would be ready when they got home, both my sister and I. But uh, more me than her. Yeah. Did you help out in the kitchen with mom when she was cooking a bunch of good yummy stuff? We did. Yeah. That's that's how, how you got, got started. That's how we got started. Yeah. You just enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You spent more time in the kitchen than in the garage tinkering with motors and stuff. I couldn't know the motor from the back of my head. To be honest with you, Dave. <laughs> I don't know cars. So that's I know like food. me. I just put gas in the car, and that's all that's I know. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> if I have a problem with my car, I run to Shannon. So, of course, we're here to talk about your famous restaurant. Yes. But are, you're a dog lover as well. We are. Tell us about the dogs that you and Shannon have. Uh, we have three little Pomeranians. Uh, one's five, one's two, and one just turned one. Uh, two we flew in from Korea. Uh, they're special. They're white. Uh, the names are Michelin, Aspen, and Gucci. And uh, they're the other favorite children that we have. Yeah. <clears throat> a big part of our family. You're not going to be putting a prong collar on these little manja cakes. Oh, no. They don't even wear a collar. No, they're naked. Yes. Stark naked. And just their they body all get along? And 
For the most part, yeah. Yeah, they're uh, the best of friends. And uh, we want to breed them, so hopefully we'll have some little pups running around one of these days. What will you charge for the puppies? $2,500? That's That's a little shy from what I hear for a palm. I have no idea what palms go for. I imagine they go for a pretty penny. I'm paying $2,500 for a Labrador retriever that I'll be getting on March 19th. Wow. So that's what the Labrador retrievers are going for. These are between three and four we'd be looking at selling them for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, how many pups would they have? A small litter, I imagine. Eh? Like three or four? Mm, three to four, from yeah. what I understand. Anything bigger than that's kind of an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Any cats in the house? No cats. Just dogs. Yeah. It's important to keep the dog fur out of the food when you're cooking at the house. Yeah. Well, yeah. They get groomed regularly, and we brush them quite Do, often. Yeah. A lot of brushing. If you don't brush your dog, you shouldn't own a dog. Exactly. You walk them a bit. I mean, they're not pocket pets. They still require exercise. Yeah, sometimes when the elements are too harsh, they don't get much of a walk. That's but yeah, they still need their exercise. Uh, yeah. They love to go outside. You pick up that leash, they run to the door. They know. Yeah, now when you walk them, you have them on little harnesses? We have harnesses. Yeah, so. nothing wrong with using a harness on a little wee dog like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you ever need training, I know of a really good dog trainer in Niagara Falls. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, so when you, when you were doing your chef training... Was there a particular uh, type of food or cuisine that caught your interest more than anything else? Or just the whole gamut of everything? Yeah, my major chef training, uh, who I learned the most from, I was at the Prince of Wales. So my background is contemporary French. Oh, beautiful. It's what the major style is that I learned. Uh, I worked under a chef. He came over from England from a two two Michelin star property. This is very hoity-toity. Yes. Prince of Wales, I love it. It was. It was the back of the old glory days I was there. So Now, my daughter, Brittany McMahon, she just had a wedding shower at the Prince of Wales, and they did, like, in the tea room. In the tea room. And they prepared beautiful sandwiches, and they prepared everything just last weekend. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. My wife and I, uh, Deb and I, have stayed at the Prince of Wales, and we've had dinner there numerous times. Beautifully, beautifully prepared food there as well. Definitely. Yeah. So you had a good experience working there? Yeah, I was there almost three years. Uh, from there, while I was there, I left for eight months. I did a, a cross-border exchange, I guess. I was over in the UK. I worked at two, three Michelin star restaurants there uh, with some famous chefs. So Yeah, yeah, you're, you're the real deal. Mm-hmm. You are the real deal. When did you get the bright idea that you wanted to open your own restaurant? Uh, take I us think through that. That idea starts... Pretty much with every young chef going to school, your whole desire is to have your own place. I yeah, mean, is that, I was going to say, is that the is that really what most chefs want? Because, as you know, William, owning a business is certainly a completely different hat than being a chef, uh, and you're doing both extremely well. But uh, but anyway, I guess most chefs that's what they want to have their own I, place someday. I, I think so. I, um, for me, it was always a, a dream of mine to have my own place, do your own food. Not have to cook recipes that other people create. You can create your own, create your own dishes, your own menu, uh, create your own following and a name for yourself. Um, and I think we've done that at, at Karma. Uh, we've got numerous guests that come from all over the region, even out of the region, that just travel to come to our place. Well, there's no doubt about it. You have become a destination restaurant, much like the, the Hyde House, which is not a restaurant, but the Hyde House in Acton. You know, the old commercial on the radio, it's worth the drive to Acton. And, of course, My Dog Academy, not to bring it back to me all the time. Well, 
sometimes. We are a destination dog training school. We're getting people from Barrie and Toronto. Uh, you're getting people from way outside the Thorold area coming to your place because uh, the food is incredible. Definitely people drive from Windsor, Oakville, especially with with some of the gimmicky items we have. Um, yeah, we want to talk about some of those gimmicky items uh, very shortly. Definitely. For sure. So um, how long did it really take you to open the restaurant from the time that you said, okay, I'm going to do this. Like I'm talking the planning, you know, it was kind of a turnkey situation you were in. It was, yes. It was already a restaurant in operation um, that we had purchased and took over. And it was shortly after that we changed the name. Uh, so the day we purchased and it closed, uh, we were open the next day. Uh, we didn't bada have. boom bada bing exactly and and then the changes came slowly after that uh we always upgraded we always renovated we're always putting money back into the business we constantly changed the menu until we got it where we wanted and then we changed the name yeah and so having great staff is a crucial part of running any successful business you know if you're not a one-man show if you need staff you got to have the right people i would say as a person who has had the pleasure of dining at your restaurant on numerous occasions with my wife, I would say that you have awesome staff. What do you have to say about your staff, William? I agree. Our, our, our staff's amazing. Front of the house staff, um, all, all our servers, they're second to none. Uh, they treat the restaurant like it's their own. They serve the guests like it's people in their own home. Yeah. And they so take aside, a lot of pride. Pardon me, I'm sorry. They take a lot of pride. They really do, yeah. and they care. Mm -hmm. You know, they really, really do take pride and care. Um, when you interview someone to work as a server in your place, it's important that they have an outgoing personality? A hundred percent. Yeah, they have to have a personality. Being polite is not enough nowadays. No. <laughs> we have to be polite when we're serving, you know? Yeah, people ask a lot of questions, so they need that product knowledge. They, they need to know how to make cocktails, work the bar, all those kind of things. Uh, a lot of other skill assets than just... Being polite. Yeah. So you, you, you don't have any green servers at your establishment. It appears that they are all well-seasoned or you have trained them well, a bit of both. Uh, a bit of both. Uh, most of them come with some experience and then we just mold them into the servers that, they, that we need. You know, your restaurant, as I've said, has a huge fan base and you're drawing people in from all over Ontario. You know, aside from the awesome food and the very reasonable prices and the awesome staff and the great environment that you have, you know, is there, is there anything you want to tell us about why you think uh, your business has developed such a huge fan base? Well, if the food is great, number one. Uh, it's a great atmosphere in the restaurant. We've got great servers. Uh, and it, everything's priced accordingly. Uh, you're going to leave very satisfied. Not with just portion size, but with the quality of the meal, quality of the service, the atmosphere. It's a whole package. Yeah. And your patio is awesome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely beautiful. If it's a sunshiny day, there's a lot of shade, but there's a really nice vibe on your patio. Talk about the patio. How many uh, people can you accommodate on the patio? Yeah, in the summer, uh, we extend the patio so we can seat about 35 people on the patio. Uh, and the patio was great last winter uh, when... Doug Ford said, <laughs> you can open the patio, but it's minus 30 degrees outside. Well, not many people did that, but we did. And uh, 
You can open the patio. You can sit on the patio and freeze your coolions off. But well, people did it. They came in droves. Uh, we created a destination patio for the minus thirty degree diner. Uh, <laughs> we bought fire tables. We yeah. created homemade marshmallows, different flavors. You know, like Karma Chameleon, red, gold, and green. So I love we, it. Um, we got weighted blankets. We created hot cocktails, and um, it got so hot outside. It was like it was raining off the awnings because all the snow was melting and it was just such a crazy vibe in the middle of winter when you couldn't go to restaurants and you couldn't eat inside the patio was packed it was unbelievable you're a very genuine person william i'm sure people that know you they know that to be true Mm -hmm. and i can see that even when you're talking about your establishment when you're sitting there enjoying cocktails with friends and you've got the heated patio with the outdoor heaters you can almost take your coat off. I'm sure there's people taking their coat off, you know, in the dead of winter. There was. It was so warm out there. Even even after, as, as people were leaving, you go and clean up, and we'd put our coats on to clean, but it was so warm. It was so hot outside. Yeah, yeah. Is it a dog-friendly patio? It that, is. It 100%, is. I wasn't yeah. sure. Definitely. Yeah, bring your pups. Yeah, dog-friendly patio, and you'll bring out some water for the pooches. Yep. Now, do you ever bring your dogs there? We've had them there. Just uh, for a little visit and sign autographs. <laughs> <laughs> they sign the autographs. Yeah. Um, yeah, our, our daughter's brought her dog as well. So, Thanks. yeah. A number of dogs have been on the patio. So, yeah, we... No dog fights on the patio as of yet. No dog fights as of yet. <laughs> That's great. Um, one of the things the restaurant is extremely... One of the items your restaurant is extremely famous for is the shebang... Caesars, and I want to spend some time talking about that as far as the ingredients on them. I mean, it's a delicious, absolutely delicious Caesar. I'm a big fan of Caesars. A lot of places don't know how to make a freaking Caesar as far as I'm concerned. The Caesar itself is so tasty, and if you ask for it hot and spicy, that's the way you get it. If you want it more mild, you know, you can accommodate, mm-hmm. and a lot of places we've been to before, you may request mild or medium or hot, and they just can't seem to hit the mark. You guys always hit the mark. Sure. But I first ordered a Caesar when I came across some pictures on social media showing all of the food that is sticking out of the Caesar on the skewers. So beautiful, so mm-hmm. elegant. It's art. And people take a picture of this Caesar and they share it on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, and it just catches on like wildfire. So uh, maybe there are other places that do that as well, but certainly not to the degree you guys are doing it. So talk about these famous, and is it the Shannon Shebang Caesar? Are we giving Shannon credit for this? Is it the Shannon Shebang Caesar or is it just the Shebang Caesar? I know that it's adopted the name the Shannon Shebang, and for good reason. Um, yeah. Shannon and I created it, but Shannon was the driving force behind it. Mom always taught me give credit where credit's due, and Mom, I'm sure you've learned the same. Mom knows. Uh, but yeah, Shannon was the driving force behind it. She pushed and pushed and pushed until we finally got it on the menu and got it up and rolling. I've had them on a few occasions. Mm-hmm. I've been to your place a few times. And I recall there was some chicken wings, and there was like a couple of little... Uh, slider burgers and some uh, kielbasa and a pickled egg or something along that line. Elaborate. What can one expect, the food-wise, to be attached to their 
sees her on skewers sticking out of this incredible drink. Yeah, there's so much on there. Um, Off the top there of your is head. There's calamari, there's fried ravioli, we have a truffle burger slider, there's oh. jumbo, jumbo shrimp. Uh, we do a jalapeno grilled cheese, but you can also upgrade that to the lobster grilled cheese. Um, on the actual skewer that's sticking out of the Caesar. Exactly. There's a half of a roasted Cornish hen, so you get a whole half of a chicken with barbecue. Um, there's pepperoncini peppers, bocconcini cheese, uh, and pepperoni sticks. It's crazy. Now, it's a meal in itself. Celery. Yeah, Celery. Yeah. So much it is there. a freaking meal in itself. Exactly. So when meatballs. Someone, yeah, meatballs. <laughs> there's meatballs sticking out yeah. of this. Like, did you and Shannon smoke some really strong weed one night? Sit there and brainstorm. <laughs> we got to put this on there. No, we got to put this on there. Or are you just naturally that creative? You didn't need the weed to come up with this. Yeah, we didn't need the weed for this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you phrase that. But uh, we want to do something different. And, you know, you go a lot of places, and if you get a Caesar, you know, you, you get the celery and maybe a couple little little things out of pickle onions. Yeah. But we... Some basic shit. Yeah, or you get a lot of deep fried stuff. But we wanted a mix of everything. We didn't want everything deep fried because that kind of a cop out. And I don't know. I don't like eating everything deep fried. We wanted uh, fresh ingredients. We wanted to portray what our menu does as well. That's where the the whole half of a roasted barbecue chicken came from. The fresh slider, the grilled cheese, and different things like that. We wanted more of the olive menu fresh cooked items instead of just throwing everything in the fryer and putting it on a skewer. Now, I read online, someone said, regarding one of the posts, I'm not sure if it was uh, uh, one of the restaurant pages in the Niagara region or if it was one of my pages, but someone said, oh, I don't know about that grease dripping into my Caesar. And I quickly went to bat for you guys, and I said, there is no grease on any of the items that the restaurant sells. Exactly. As I said, I've been there numerous times, and as far as your concern of grease from all this meat or sandwiches on skewers sticking out of your Caesar drink there's nothing that falls into the Caesar. There's no grease at all. There's no grease. Even if you, you order just a bowl of fries you're not going to have there's a, no grease. a pile of grease on the bottom of it. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, and if you went out and ordered appetizers somewhere else or you got our fried ravioli for instance, there's no grease on that. And, but and those are one of the items on the Caesar yeah. as well. Yeah, and if today in today's day and age, if you're going to a place and it's greasy, you might want to consider trying a different place yes. for your restaurant. Unless addiction. it's breakfast. Yeah, a little greasy breakfast. <laughs> that is accepted. <laughs> you know who never has a greasy breakfast? They never have anything greasy. Sunset Grill Niagara Falls, right? I know the owners. Okay. Right? Great people. Never greasy. Anyway, uh, can they choose the items that's, that's on the Caesar? This is one of the questions that come up on social media. Do we get to choose the type of Caesar? Uh, and we're not just talking about mild, medium, or hot, but the food that's on the Caesar. Do we get to is, choose? Uh, we have people that suggest no seafood, so we supplement with other items. Um, but it it's pretty much comes constructed the way we do. Yeah. If you have something else that you'd like to swap it out with, we have no issues with that. Or if you let us know ahead of time that there was something that you wanted, we could always make it the way that you wanted. Yeah. I mean, if someone's planning on having this as their appetizer, I would be very surprised if you could eat one of your mains after having one of these. But I'm sure there's people that do. 
There's people with big appetites. And you there know what are. pisses me off? The people with the huge appetites, they're always skinny. <laughs> they're much smaller than me, and they can eat like a fucking horse and not gain weight. That's what bugs me. Yeah. People come in, they share it, and then they get two entrees, or two people come in and they'll order two, and then they get one entree or sandwich to share. Um, people have appetites. It amazes me how people can eat that much. But it's a big Caesar. <laughs> Uh, are there any other beverages that you want to bring to our attention aside, you know, not aside, but uh, as far as your, your, your popular cocktails or some of your best-selling beverages? Best-selling, our Moscow Mule is always great. And basically just our cocktails of the month uh, or of the week, they change regularly. We've got some certain ones on the menu. They're all named after servers. Uh, what their favorite now that is very considerate. Is. How considerate mm-hmm. you are, William. Yeah, naming them after your servers. Yep, they all have their favorites. So uh, you can go in and order the Keita, or you can order the Sarah, or order the Cassidy. Um, we had the Matt. Uh, I think the Matt is still on the menu, but Matt has moved on. But um, it's a it's a great way for the servers to promote themselves as well to the guests when they come in. Wow, yeah. talk about a sense of belonging. Yeah. A, you create a sense of belonging mm-hmm. with your staff, which everyone should do. You treat people good. Mm-hmm. It gives them a passion for the job. So it, it makes them excited to promote something about them. Yeah. Yeah. My, I'm named after one of the drinks. You know, it's, yeah. it's a great, great concept. Yeah, they bring it out. This is mine. So, and, and when they bring it out, other people ask what it is. And it's a good way to promote themselves and, and the restaurant and the different drinks on the menu. Now, you sell beer to go. We do. And talk about some of the beer that you carry at the at the restaurant. Uh, a lot of it's local, and we're always always changing, always expanding. Uh, we've got Dequeue Falls. We've got Blackburn. We've got Oast House. It, uh, most of it's local. Some of it branches out. Toronto area, Bellwoods, some different things like that. But uh, we try to encourage as much local in-house as possible uh we're looking at another one now you actually brought me the samples today the ugly pike yes so, the, yeah say that again the ugly the ugly pike the ugly pike yes. compliments of mr frank ungaro yes who is a dog training enthusiast uh animal lover entrepreneur and the owner of the ugly pike brewery yes. and he has been so kind to give us some brewskis Thank you very much, Frank, if you're listening to the podcast. Yes, there'll be great beers for the travel home. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they have cup holders in vehicles, hey, right? There's a reason Joking, for Joking, we don't advocate <laughs> drinking and driving. You should always be parked when you're drinking. Exactly. Or sit in the passenger seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, uh, any other beverages that we should know about or cocktails that you want to promote? Well, yeah, we do beer to go, but we also do alcohol to go. Okay. So we have a whole shelf of craft distillers, so we've got... There's vodkas, rice, gins, rums, different liqueurs, a number of different distillers. From the Niagara on the Lake? Uh, Niagara region. We've got uh, Niagara Falls Craft Distillers. We've got Polonia, which are from St. Catharines. We've got Wolfhead from the Windsor area. There's just a number of different ones. We try to find different unique ones, small batch, things like that. Small batch stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's an impulse got, buy because it's near the cash. Exactly. We've got Gretzky's in there. Um, you can, uh, Gretzky's vodka, Gretzky's whiskey, things like that. Um, you so can, Gretzky's vodka 
is delicious. It is great. I got a bottle of it for Christmas. Mm -hmm. It is phenomenal. And speaking of Gretzky, I don't know if you and Shannon have tried this, but Gretzky's Maple Syrup for, retails $46 a bottle, and it's just a little bottle wow. of his homemade maple syrup. It is fucking amazing. Awesome. Yeah, we'll have to try that. Oh, I'm telling you, pancakes, waffles have never tasted so good with the Gretzky maple syrup because they were the maple syrup was aged in the whiskey barrels, oh. and you could taste that. Brilliant. It's orgasmic. Some of the popular appetizers at your place might include... Avocado spring rolls. Been on the menu forever. I think one of the first apps that hasn't changed, um, as well as the steak bites. Shannon's personal favorite. The steak bites are, hands down, probably the best appetizer on the menu. Okay, let's go back to the avocado stuff. Yes. You and I know that there are some people, and Shannon knows, there are some people that aren't fans of avocado. I think they should reconsider and give avocado a second chance. Because, you know, maybe they've had avocado when it's all soft and it's in a dip, you know, with their chips mm -hmm. and stuff. But you're serving it in a much different way. So talk about that. Elaborate a bit on the avocado that you've Yeah, had. we season up the avocado and we roll it in spring roll wrappers and, and deep fry it. We serve it with a orange horseradish sauce. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's really delicious. It's a great combination. We've had that. Deb and I have had that when we've been. Mm -hmm. And then the steak bits or steak bites. Yep. Bits or bites? Bites. Bites and bits. Bits and bites. So tell us about these steak bites and bits because I'm, I'm not surprised they would be a popular seller. Yeah, we use uh, New York strip, uh, fry it off. Uh, we serve it with uh, some onions, corn. Uh, it's with uh, roasted garlic aioli. A little bit nice. of toasted naan bread on the side to dip up all See, the mayo. The roasted garlic aioli, mm -hmm. that's my speed. That's the one. If you would have said a chipotle barbecue sauce... I'm not a big fan of the Chipotle, so mm -hmm. you either like that or you don't. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, with that aioli. I, uh, I sometimes uh, screw up the word, and I ask for the areola sauce. <laughs> I <laughs> say to the waitress, one, I always ask the waitress, wherever I go, can I have some more areola sauce? Areola <laughs> sauce? You mean the aioli? I said, yeah, that's it, the aioli. Yeah. You must be in a different spot than to eat. <laughs> and uh, so these things are delish. How many did you get? Good sized portion. I've never tried the, the steak bits and bites. Yeah, good sized portion. You can get about six ounces worth of, worth of beef. And New York strip. Yes. I'm surprised. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be something else like ribeye. Not no, too nope. fatty? Yeah, too soft. Just a little bit fattier. We try to keep the fat out of it. So years ago you made me a steak. On a boat years ago. Love your cooking. You are natural. You are born to be a chef. Thank you. <laughs> now, at the restaurant, you've got cooks cooking or chefs cooking or both? We have both. Um, we've got a chef there, Vince. Uh, he's been there probably a couple years in total. Um, it allows us the opportunity to get out and do some other things. We've got a food truck as well that we take on the road. Are you kidding me? Not at all. How long have you had the food truck going for? Uh, this one we've had this just one? over Holy a year. Shit, there's been others? Yeah, well, we had an outlet at, in Niagara-on-the-Lake as well. But um, Like in Niagara-on-the-Lake when they had the the uh, the food market uh, Wednesday nights and then they'd do it again on Saturdays, was it? Yeah, Sundays? Wednesday nights. They just started the Saturday one as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, this food truck we take on the road. Uh, we take it to festivals, things Burgers, like that. appetizers. Lobster grilled cheese. Oh. Di different things from the different things from the restaurant. Mac and cheese. We do uh, 
raised beef mac and cheese, lobster mac and cheese, oh just my. a number of different ones. And then we do different poutines, things like that. Uh, chicken and waffles, Nashville chickens. So you ever have some someone? Stuff. You ever have someone come up to the window at the uh, the truck and say, "Can I have a lobster poutine?" And you're like, "You mean poutine?" You, yeah. you ever oh, have yeah, someone ever order a poutine? Yeah. Like mispronounce it? Yep. Good old. Good <laughs> you old. just have to redirect them, like a puppy making a mistake. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. So the food truck is going to be up and going big time this summer. Yeah. We'll be we'll be busy this summer. Private events or you're scheduled for festivals? Uh, we're scheduled for some festivals. Uh, we'll have it out at Shirkston. We do some catering at the casino uh, with other other means as well uh, for all the the artists coming in, the bands, things like that. We cooked for Billy Joel a couple weeks ago. So very we, impressive. There's a number of different things that we use the truck for, as well as other catering that we have. What do you think Billy Joel ate? Do you have any? Did you watch him eat it? I know you cooked for him, but oh yes, he's a vegan. He is a so vegan. He had a special menu that we had to create for him. The yeah. vegans, they're picky fuckers. It was. A, I'm a Billy Joel it was fan. It's a different by the way. menu that we had to create for him. He put us to the test. That's for sure. <laughs> Was this the first time that you had to to prepare for vegans in this capacity? For that number of people, yes. How many? Plus, he was gluten-free. Gluten-free so. and vegan. <laughs> so we That's had why he's still kicking. Exactly. And singing That's beautifully. That's why he looks healthy. Yes. Yeah. His skin is good. Mm-hmm. So how many people did you have to cook for when you cooked for Billy Joel? Uh, it was 100 people a day. So. Wow. Mm. His team, his staff. Uh, yeah, road crew. Uh, stage hand, staff, everything. I would have loved to have seen Billy Joel when he toured with Elton John. Mm. That was a concert I never got to see, but that would have been a kick-ass show. Yeah, I don't think you could beat that one. No, Billy Joel sold out at the casino. He did. I'm not surprised. I think he sold out in minutes. Yeah. Did you guys uh, have time to sit and watch the concert? We saw some of it. Uh, We were busy. You were kind of busy. Doing our own thing, With your aprons on. Exactly. What a great feather in your cap for you and Shannon to do such a successful It is. It's very exciting doing that. It adds another level of complexity, yet enjoyment to what we do. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Are there any other appetizers you want to tell us about? So if a first-timer comes to your establishment in Thorold, to enjoy the awesome food. Is there any other specific appetizers that you want to talk about? Or, you know, we talked about the steak bits. And yeah, the fried ravioli is always a great one. Uh, we make a four cheese ravioli. We bread them ourselves. Uh, they're great with marinara and pesto. Uh, and they're not like the little ones you get at a lot of other restaurants. Uh, they're all done in-house. All, yeah. our, all our food's created that way. All of it is done yeah. in-house. You don't buy anything half-cooked, half-prepared? No, not at all. No, it's all good, healthy ingredients. Yes. We've kind of merged into my next uh, topic is, is some of the mains that you have. And we've, you've spoke about the lobster mac and cheese. And uh, I've had the lobster mac and cheese on a couple of occasions at your establishment. It is so freaking delicious. It, uh, is it the lobster claws? That you're using, maybe not. I don't we know. We use knuckles and claws, yes. Knuckles and claws. It is so good. I've been to some places where it's like lobster-flavored. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I really can't. I can kind of taste a hint of lobster, but I'm not getting anything. Yeah, the lobster grilled cheese, it's got a, a good amount of lobster in it. Uh, we add a four-cheese mixture. You're 
definitely going to love it. It's by far one of our best sellers. You would say that's one of your best sellers? Yeah, both in the restaurant and on the truck. What are you selling a lobster mac and cheese sandwich for? Uh, it's $22. 22 Com- comes with a side of fries. You can always upgrade to one of our salads. Which is very reasonable rates. for a main. Yep. You know, you know what you'd pay in Niagara Falls for that if your restaurant was in the falls. <laughs> yeah, a couple dollars more. Yeah, right? The overhead's higher. Uh, when I was on your menu this morning, there's something I'm going to have to try the next time I'm at, I'm at your place. The Swiss Jalapeno Mushroom Burger, or as some call it, the Swiss Jalapeno Mushroom Burger. Yeah, that's a great one if you like spice. All the burgers are great. Now, are, is, the, is, the, is the, the jalapenos inside of the meat, or is it grilled and on top? No, it's grilled and then on top. Okay. Yeah. Are the seeds removed? No. Oh, you're getting the seeds too, so it's going to burn a hole in your freaking tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's some, sometimes you never know what those jalapenos are going to be like. With a nice aiola sauce. Yes, aiola sauce. Yes, with a nice aiola <laughs> sauce. Just to finish it off. Yep. Bam. Serves special for you. Speaking of Bam, was Emeril Lagasse any of your, uh, 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 was he one of your gurus, or did you ever get a kick out of him? Oh, yeah, we watched him. Yeah, uh, I love watching him on Food Network. Yeah. He was one of the original guys, so. Uh, yeah, Emeril, yeah. yeah. About Walk with Yan. I walked, watched him. Yan can cook. Yan walk can with Yan. Yan can cook. Uh, walk this way. Walk this way. <laughs> you enjoyed all that stuff, oh, yeah. right? He was one of the originals on TV as well. You enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Any other greats that you look up to? Ted Reader? Ted Reader, yeah. Ted Reader's coming on. He's on next week. He's on next week. Yeah. Two days after my surgery. I'm going in for hernia surgery. I'll be sitting here with staples in my stomach or who knows what they're going to do, right? Uh And I'll be in pain. On your painkillers? Pain meds. Oh, so you Stoned out of my face. Talking with Ted Reader. Tell him to bring some barbecue for you. But Ted is the barbecue grill king, isn't he? He is, yeah. It's got a huge following, a mm-hmm. couple of great books. Uh, so we also have the East Coast Lobster Poutine that's as one of your mains. That's pretty kick-ass, yep. I'm sure. Yeah, that sounds really well. What kind of potatoes do you use for a poutine? Is, does, it, does it depend on, on what you can get that time of year? No, we use russet potatoes or white potatoes. Yeah. Uh, less starch in them. So Yellow flesh? No. No, no, no. Okay. No, they're too starchy. So they, they brown up a lot faster. All right. Mm. Good to know, right? For Now, what about the oil? Can we talk about the oil? Sure, we use canola oil. And I'm not 100%. talking about... Yeah, no peanut oil in our restaurant, so... Yeah. Now, when Deb and I have a fondue, which we do from time to time, we're using peanut oil, mm-hmm. right? And it's expensive just for like a little fondue very, pot, very right? But we don't have any peanut allergies. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine filling up a deep fryer like... With peanut oil, aside from the fact that you could potentially kill lots of patrons, which you don't want to do. No. But also the cost of it, right? Yeah, peanut oil is expensive. And it, Would you cook with it at the house if you were doing a fondue? No. No? Uh, Fuck that. You're like, no. Our daughter's So peanut oil, nuts. oh, your daughter. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, no, because peanut oil is overrated and we don't like it. If it wasn't for that, we'd probably use peanut oil. But we have allergies in the family. How old's your so daughter? She's almost 15. Oh, my God. It's funny how it just came out in the laundry all of a sudden like yes. this, right? Yeah. That's good. Now, is she into cooking? No. No? Not at all. Does she think <laughs> you guys can cook good? 
Yeah, she likes her food. She pops in the restaurant after school all the time with her friends, and they eat. So, yeah, she yeah. likes the food. Do you give it complimentary to her friends, or does it depend on your mood that day, or how well you've done in business that week? No, no. <laughs> uh, she brings her friends. They don't. You treat them now and then. They, she takes care of it, yeah. She takes care of it, yeah. yeah. Very good. What do you think she's going to become when she grows up? I'm not sure. She's tossing around a few ideas. A dog um, trainer, a chef. Paramedic. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a dog trainer. She loves a dogs. A teacher. Yeah. A vet. A veterinary she's technologist. She's talked about a vet as well. So uh, possibly security, police officer. Our oldest daughter's an accountant. So, yeah. Does she do your books? Not yet. Not yet. She's doing an internship right now. She's still at Box, so. Do you know what went through my head before I said, does she do your books? You know what went through my crazy head? <laughs> I was going to say, and I'll say it now, does she cook your books? Ah, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Hopefully one day. But it's good to have a bean discount. counter. If you have a bean counter in the family, mm -hmm. that would be killer. And I hope. She could teach you how to stay out of trouble with Revenue Canada. Exactly. Tell us about the buttermilk fried chicken and waffles. My wife will go ape shit over this. She loves the buttermilk fried chicken and waffles. She loves that. That's Tell super, us super popular. You Ho soak your chicken in buttermilk? We soak our chicken in buttermilk, some other spices. and then Do you we poke your chicken? Do you pierce it? Uh, we pound it. You pound we your meat? We flatten it a little bit, yeah. So it, I, I bet I you do. My meat. I bet All you do, William. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, then we bread it. Uh, How long do you soak it in the buttermilk? Uh, 24 hours. Okay. I've yeah. seen Deb do that at the house. It's good, but it's never as good as what we get in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. So we've never had that at your place. We're definitely going to have to do that. Yeah. Cheese, lettuce, tomato, uh, Cajun tartar sauce. And then we, we make a, a honey and we fuse it with truffle, thyme, a number of other spices, and we drizzle that on top as well. Do you put thyme in your stew? I do. I right. use thyme for everything. Yeah. A lot of and time. It, and it takes time. <laughs> it does. It takes time to get through this podcast. No, <laughs> with me, it takes a lot of patience and time to deal with me. <laughs> uh, chicken fried chicken. That blew my mind. When I read that on the menu uh, at my office uh, this morning, mm -hmm. I was like, I got to ask you about that. I just love it. Chicken fried chicken. chicken Do fried tell. Chicken. It's a southern southern thing, right? Um, like it's chicken, a Paula Deen. Like, like chicken a, fried steak. It's a Paula Deen yeah. southern fried food. Yeah. It's, you a uh, fan of Paula Deen? I know who she is. Yeah, she's a famous chef. can't show. say I'm a fan. No, you're not Because I don't know her that well. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she was on Cooking Network. Paul Prudhoe, before maybe? Before she got canned. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so the chicken fried chicken something to try? It is, definitely. Big yeah. portion? If, if you don't want the waffle, you go with the chicken fried chicken. Yeah, you, and then you get vegetable and mashed potato and a gravy with it as opposed to the waffles and the sauce. It's not as sweet. That's all. Now, the Montreal, Montreal Poutine. Yep. Or as some call it, the Poutine. Montreal Poutine Burger. Yep. Oh, my God. That's going to be one of my go-tos. It's a big one. Um, fries, uh, cheese curds, gravy, all on top of your burger. Yeah, and it's very popular. Lettuce, tomato, truffle aioli that we make. You make some stuff at the restaurant, you bring it home, you eat from that. But what do you make at the house that you don't serve at the <laughs> restaurant? Let, let's get, let's do a deep dive into that. Is there, is it just some basic shit that you make at the house? Like Bill, uh, William, Jesus, smart up, David. Ah. William, Bill, <laughs> William, uh, is there, is there something you ever do at the house that people would be really surprised to learn? And I'm talking about 
what you cook at the house. Like you would never open up a box of Kraft Dinner <laughs> and boil that with a steak on the barbecue, would oh, you? No, not with a steak. Oh, Dave, we have kids. Of course. Young so, kids. So you do normal shit like that, yeah. even though you're a phenomenal chef. You still would make a quick box of Kraft Dinner? Well, yeah, when your son comes down, he's 12, and Liam says, oh, can I just have Kraft Dinner for you dinner? Know, you know what's, <laughs> yeah, really, you know what's really good? You know what's really killer amazing on Kraft Dinner? The Laurie's seasoning salt. Oh, I bet. Like a little bit of that. Not salt and pepper. Laurie's seasoning salt is killer on Kraft Dinner. What else do you make? At the house that might surprise people, or maybe not. Simple beef tacos. Every Tuesday, we do our Taco Tuesday. At your house. Kids love them, yep. But we... And it's we not fancy, it's us. not fancy-dancy. No, not, not overly fancy. fancy. We, had, we had some other things, which, yeah, we're like, we have the fresh jalapenos and things like that. Um, the kids aren't yet into that, but and then we've got... It's our kick-ass hot sauce that we buy. It's uh, a scorpion pepper sauce. <laughs> Makes my ears <laughs> ring and my head sweat, but... uh. That's what makes Taco Tuesday. It's so tacos. hot it vibrates the descending colon. Oh, yeah, yeah. You oh. will split in two. Yeah, you wake you... up at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel it. On a scale of one to ten, how hot is it? 10 it's a twelve. Hot? It's a twelve. Oh, 100 percent. No, it's the best hot sauce we found anywhere. It's and brilliant. the kids enjoy a little hot sauce. Uh, are you, are you getting the them into it? Franks a little bit. They've tried this one. It's a little too hot for them yet. Because Frank's is Little League on the hot sauce, yeah. right? They run and grab the milk when they have this one to ease the pain. But So, you know, uh, speaking of milk, if you burn yourself in the kitchen, you should put your hand in milk or is that bullshit to stop the bubbling in the burn? That I've never heard. You never milk? heard that no. shit? No. Oh, my God. I figured you would have heard of that. You ever burned yourself in the kitchen? Oh, yeah. Very much so. What a dumb question to ask a <laughs> chef. Now, you have all your fingers, unlike some butchers who are missing a digit or two? I have all of them. I've cut pieces of them off, but they seem to regenerate. Any any uh, patrons ever find a fingernail or a part of your flesh in their salad? Hopefully not mine. Not. Definitely not mine. As I've said numerous times on the podcast today, you have become a destination restaurant. Karma Chameleon Gastro Pub is phenomenal. I recommend it to everyone. What is it that you want people to know about your restaurant that haven't been there yet? What do you want them to know? What, do what are you waiting for? Number one, uh, everybody loves it. You'll be more than satisfied when you come. There's something on the menu for everybody. Uh, there's no misses. Everything is great. You're not doing pizza. We don't do pizza. No, there's enough there's people. There's 14 other spots. Papa Vince does 20 pizza. 20 feet of us that do pizza. In yeah, Papa Vince has do good pizza job. in the yeah. world, right? Yeah. Are you friendly with your uh, competitors? Because even if they're you know, <laughs> serving different... Uh, genre of food is that what you call it genre of food yes even though they're feeding a different genre of food they're still competitors they are you guys getting along with the other restaurant owners or you'd be surprised being chefs we don't like to cook for ourselves we eat out a lot we have a lot of you support one another oh yeah definitely you're right across from harry's new york bar and grill yeah yeah i used to enjoy going there for a brown wobbly pop back in the day when I owned a dog grooming mm -hmm. shop in Thorold in the early 1990s. Yeah, and they've got a little food outlet in the back there now, too, called The Bird. Let's try it out. And she's got good food as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is there Jamaican patties. Oh, that's like what that. it is. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. So Jamaican patties. And some other things, but yeah. Homemade. Jamaican patties. Go there for the Jamaican patties. Now, there's a dessert place in Thorold. There is. A famous Br one. Brilliant. Yeah, are you friends with the it's owners? New. Oh, yeah. Ta give them a plug. What is this yeah. dessert uh, place? Yeah, Juan J.C. Patisserie. 
It's phenomenal. Oh, uh, shit. Because we were out for dinner uh, in Thorold, and I, 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 I'm so glad that you remember the name of it. Of course, you go there and you know them. And they said, oh, this is, uh, we have a little place here in downtown Thorold that makes these incredible desserts. Because I said to the desserts. lady of the house, Dawn, did you make these desserts? No, but the little place on Front Street does. Yeah, yeah right up front. Croissants, he makes crepes, whether they're sweet, savory, uh, coffee, cappuccino. Give the name again. J.C. Patisser. J.C. Patisser. Yes. Wonderful desserts. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Ask for one. Tell them William saying. I will. And so will the people that are listening. Now, what about the desserts at your place? Special occasions, we do our own. We were always doing our own until they moved in. And so now so, you serve his desserts. We do, yeah. Which is a very, very good idea. And some of them are ours still. We do creme brulees and things like that. But uh, some, some of the finer touches, uh, he has the hand for it. So He's a, he's a natural. Definitely. We'll have to get him on this podcast. Now, is he going to be loose and easy to talk to like you? He is. Yeah, you Very think he'll be so. entertaining as well? Probably have a great story behind him. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me. Shave <laughs> something for the podcast. I will. <laughs> it's because it's what I'd like to hear. So, okay. Yeah, get him in here for sure. Now, because you've got the patio, you have anyone that tries to smoke weed on your patio? No, not yet. You tell uh, them well, no, right? There's you no tell smoking them no. on patios. There's no smoke, but no. Right, but yeah. you ever tell them no, sorry, there's no smoke? You ever have problems with people trying to light up on the patio? I often wondered that. In the beginning, we did. Uh, it's but people realize, they so stand now. across yeah. the street. There's here. the odd one that might try, but most of them will stand outside. Move away from you the ever patio. have a dog try and take a shit on the patio? The, the dog will come in and smoke, but no dog tries to take crap. <laughs> okay, no. but you have poop bags in case people have oh, yeah. forgotten. Yeah, we've got home. things to clean everything up in case of an emergency. Very good. Are you ever going to open a second restaurant? I don't know. Can't say no. You never know. Yeah. And if you did, where would you open it? If you did. I Maybe in the falls. You should. Yeah. Maybe Toronto. Who knows? Oh, but Toronto. If there was somewhere else, you'd, we'd have to go somewhere far enough so that it didn't interfere with the one that we have now. Or it would be a totally different concept. So... You and Shannon deserve all the success you're getting from your restaurant. And you have so much support from family and friends and, and your clients. Uh, you have an incredible establishment. As I said, I recommend you to everyone. Um, is there any other reason why you think you guys are so successful? I mean, it's prepared so creatively. I know Shannon's the creative one, I think. I think a lot of it's the personal touch, too. The food is great. The food speaks for itself. The restaurant's great. But a lot of the personal touch, uh, the servers are great. The personalities will come out. People will see us on the streets or in the dining room when we're there. It just, even on the truck, our personal touch with everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's a time-consuming, it's a time-consuming business, the hospitality business. Do you know years ago I owned a sub shop in uh, the Rose City of Welland? Yeah. Had it for a few years. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that was only a sub shop. Like, you know, I mean, the inventory you have, you know, and it's not a gigantic menu, but even the inventory you have with all the mains and appetizers, mm -hmm. that's a lot of stuff to keep up with. It is, yes. A lot of, lot of prep, a lot of, lot of things to keep control of. A lot of small businesses fail within the first year or three years. Yeah, a lot went out with the COVID that, that happened too. We lost a lot, but um, places are opening, places are flourishing now. So yeah. And you People guys have been out. in business over a decade. Yeah, we're in our 10th year right now. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. You both deserve the success, as I said. 
Well, it looks like we're out of time on this podcast. I want to thank, uh, thank you very much, William thank and you. Shannon, for being here and uh, shooting the shit with me about your, uh, your chef training and about your restaurant. And uh, I'm going to start getting my ass down to your place a little more often. Definitely. I'll be sure to use the right wording, aioli sauce. <laughs> Depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> Give everyone your social media handles, please. Yeah, karmicmillionpub.com. And you can find all our links there right on right our on. website. Yep. Take care, William. Thanks a lot, Dave. Appreciate it. Bill and Shannon, kids and dogs, Pomeranians and all. I'm Dave McMahon. This is Dave McMahon Unleashed. Have yourself a doggone great day.